Okay, let's start this podcast in prayer. Lord, we give this time to you. We thank you, Lord, for your stories. We thank you for your word. We thank you, Lord, that you have given us examples of how other believers walk in their faith, Lord. Times that they go through trials, um, how they handle those trials, Lord, and um, some of their mistakes, some of their victories. Father, it's all in there. We just thank you for your word um, so that we can learn from it, be encouraged by it, and so that we can wrestle with it, Lord, that we can discuss it, that we can ask questions about it. Um, But ultimately, Father, we stand on its truth. So I pray that your Holy Spirit would speak that truth to our hearts today and that our lives would be changed because of this time that we spend uh, in your word. Thank you, Lord. We love you. Amen. All right, so I've already recorded um, Acts 16, part one, which means there must be a part two, right? And so today is Acts chapter 16, part two. And I'm going to kind of jump in uh, maybe halfway through the story. So if you didn't catch the Acts uh, part one, you might want to read Acts chapter 16 to kind of get the whole story here. But today, for time's sake, I'm just going to read Acts chapter 16, verses 22 through 34. The crowd joined in the attack against Paul and Silas, and the magistrate ordered them to be stripped and beaten with rods. After they had been severely flogged, they were thrown into prison, and the jailer was commanded to guard them carefully. When he received these orders, he put them in the inner cell and fastened their feet in the stocks. About midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God, and the other prisoners were listening to them. Suddenly there was such a violent earthquake that the foundations of the prison were shaken. At once all the prison doors flew open and everyone's chains came loose. The jailer woke up, and when he saw the prison doors open, he drew his sword and was about to kill himself because he thought the prisoners had escaped. But Paul shouted, Don't harm yourself. We are all here. The jailer called for lights, rushed in, and fell trembling before Paul and Silas. He then brought them out and asked, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? They replied, Believe in the Lord Jesus and you will be saved, you and your household. Then they spoke the word of God to him and to all the others in his house. At that same hour of the night, the jailer took them and washed their wounds. Then immediately he and all his household were baptized. The jailer brought them into his house and set a meal before them. He was filled with joy because he had come to believe in God and he and his whole household. All right, I want to talk about two or three things. Just depends on how excited I get here. (laughs) But the first one I want to talk about is uh, when we are bound by our feet in an inner dungeon, it can seem like a hopeless situation. It can seem dark. How am I going to get out of this one? I mean, you can just imagine... Paul and Silas sitting in an inner dungeon. I'm guessing it's dark. I'm guessing it's um, depressing. Not a lot of light. It's hopeless. And I just want to ask you right now, friends, what is the dungeon in your life? 
It could be many parts of your life seems dark. Maybe your life as a whole feels like you are bound in an inner dungeon. Um, Or maybe there's just one part of your life that just can never get out of that dungeon. Um, I know in this story, Paul and Silas were in physical pain. They had been flogged, beaten. Um, They were humiliated in front of just mobs of people as all of this was happening. The Bible says, and I think it's really important to note, that they were bound by their feet. There was no hope of escape in their own power. There's no hope of of breaking the chains or, or standing up and walking out. Their feet were bound. There was nowhere to go. So what do you do if you feel like you have no way out of your dungeon? You have no power, no means to leave I want to suggest to you today that you do what Paul and Silas did in verse 25 of Acts chapter 16. It says, About midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God, and the other prisoners were listening to them. If you are in an inner dungeon, or maybe you're just serving or helping uh, people who are in inner dungeons. I want you to be encouraged today to pray and sing hymns to the Lord. Now, I got to ask you at this point, does this seem like the answer to your problems? It might not. I got to ask you, do you believe that singing and praying could remove the thing that keeps you in prison? I don't know, maybe you don't, but because of the word of God, I can promise you that this is a powerful tool against your darkness. God, he is not asking you, please hear me on this. God is not asking you to find the tools to unlock the bondage in your life. He's not asking you to find the, 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 the wedge or the chisel to break those chains or those bondage off of your feet. He's not asking you to think through your dungeon, looking around like, like MacGyver maybe and, and trying to figure out just how you can break out of that. He's not asking you to use your resources or your intelligence to climb out of your dungeon right now. He is just suggesting. He's not even demanding or commanding of you. He is suggesting by this story that you just call out to him. And you will see, if you do this, I promise you, you will see what the God of the universe will do to free you from your darkness. I know it almost seems too simple. So Erica, you're telling me if I just sit here in this darkness right now and I open up my mouth and I pray to the Lord, do you see me, God? Or if I open my mouth right now in this darkness, in this maybe just part of my life, and I sing out a song of surrender, I sing out a song of praise, I sing out a song of trusting that something's going to change, and I say, yes, I'm, I know, yes, it seems simple. I understand that, but I need you to see today how powerful it is to just open your mouth and pray, open your mouth and sing songs to God.
It's going to change something. It's going to loosen something. In this story, verse 26 lets us know exactly what was loosened when Paul and Silas began praying and singing at midnight. It says in verse 26, Suddenly there was such a violent earthquake that the foundations of the prison were shaken. See, you don't need the entire walls to come falling down. When you open your mouth and sing praise and worship and talk to the Lord, the foundation of your problem starts to shake and then everything else will have to tumble. Because once you understand at a foundational level that God is your rescue, God is your power, God is what will loosen the chains in your life, once you understand that at the foundations, everything else will come falling down. It says, a violent earthquake happened that the foundations of the prison were shaken, and at once all of the prison doors flew open and everyone's chains came loose. That's how powerful our God is. You see, not only did Paul and Silas's prison doors open, not only did their chains came loose, but I want you to know that when you open your mouth and when you sing praise and worship to the Lord. When you talk to the Lord, there are people around you who can hear that. And because you are willing to do that, their chains will also be loosened around you. And maybe that's another thing you need to climb out of this darkness. This is how powerful this simple act is. That is why you shouldn't be quiet when you are worshiping. I know it's going to be hard. And it's it's discouraging when such a simple thing is even hard to do. But I just cannot tell you today in this podcast, I cannot stress enough how important and how powerful it is just to open your mouth, sing and pray to the Lord today. All right, so the second thing I want to talk to you about is because of all that prayer and worship that we're talking about, walls were torn down, right? And because the prisoners, and specifically Paul and Silas, who were um, very scary prisoners to the to the government at that time, um, the government, the magistrate told the jailer, do not, whatever you do, do not let these two guys out of the jail. And that's why they put them in the inner dungeon, lock their feet down. Cause these were like, you know, on lockdown sort of prisoners. So when the jailer woke up and he realized that all the prison doors were open, he was afraid um, that the prisoners had left and he was going to be in big trouble. He actually, the jailer actually drew his sword ready to take his own life because I'm thinking he knows what would have happened to him because he didn't follow the orders of, of the magistrate at that time. So he was just ready to take his own life. 
And Paul stopped him and said, no, no, we're all here. You're good. We're all here. And the jailer ran down to Paul and Silas. I'm guessing in shock. And he asked them, what must I do to be saved? What must I do to be saved? And I don't know if, I feel like maybe he meant physically, what should I do to be saved? Because um, the jail, the prisoners were released and the jail was fallen. And I, I, I think maybe he, he realized that I'm in big trouble here physically right now. And friends, we are faced every day with people in our lives, and it might be ourselves, who are asking, what can I do to be saved? And, and, and they, just day after day, are choosing death in their life. Just in the actions, in the words that are coming out of their mouth, they're just choosing these, these, um, these things that just bring death and darkness into their own life. But they are desperately wondering, what can I do to be saved? What can I do to be saved? And I want to encourage you today, if you're a follower of Christ, to don't, get, don't give them the answer the world would give them. Right? Paul and Silas could have said, all right, here's what you need to do. We're going um, to stay right here. You need to go get the, the, the magistrate. You need, to, you need to show them that this is not your fault, that we have not escaped. We'll all stay right. He could have come up with 10 different worldly scenarios of how this jailer could have been saved. But do you know what Paul said? He said, believe in the Lord your God. And that's what we need to say to people. You know, they might be asking, what should I do about my marriage? What should I do about my children? When they ask you these questions, as humans, we tend to want to give them the worldly answers. With your children, you need to do this and obedience and this and, and discipline and this and, and that. And, and with your job, you need to, you know, make a pros and cons or, or you need to, what was your dream in life or, or um, you know, just on and on and on. But I want to encourage us as followers of Christ to lead out with believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. And then everything else will fall into place if you can do that first. That's our job, friends. Our job is to let people know that no matter what the, the physical worldly problem is, we believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. That's what we do. Now, I understand that physical needs will be, need to be met, right? I mean, even the jailer in this story washed the wounds of Paul and Silas, and he brought him to his own house and fed him a meal. So I do know that when people are asking us, what do I do? What do I do? I do. There are physical things we need to do to help them. But I just want to encourage us today to lead out with believe in the Lord. Believe in the Lord. Because that is what's going to change everything for them is if they just believe in the Lord. All right, I got a little excited in this podcast. I'm sorry about that if this was a little too much for you. But um, I just get so um, overwhelmed by how simple it is to use God's power in our life. That all we have to do is make that choice. We have to open our mouths. And we have to lead out with believe in God. That's it. And then when we do that, walls will fall. Chains will be broken. 
Freedom will happen for not only you, but freedom will happen for those around you. And that's good news, friends. It's good news. Acts chapter 16, it is an awesome story. Honestly, these were like four things, I think, that I brought out from this story, but there is so much more um, that I could talk about. It's just a great, 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 great story in Acts chapter 16. So I encourage you to read it. I encourage you to wrestle with the details of the story, the things that we talked about today, uh, the things that we talked about in part one's podcast. It's good, 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 good stuff. Um, I'm going to be praying for you guys today because I just really felt, um, I really felt that dungeon today when I was talking. So I just, I just want you to know that if that is you in that dungeon trying to climb out, then I'm going to be praying for you today that you can just open your mouth and sing and pray to the Lord. I'm praying for you today. The Lord loves you. Are you looking for someone to speak at an event or share God's word at an upcoming company devotional? I'd love the opportunity to talk to you about this. Please visit my website at ericarobinson.com or send me an email at hello at ericarobinson.com. I look forward to speaking with you.